This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. And we are not live. <laughs> and <Indeed>. welcome <laughs> to the last word. Good point. Look, Cognito, Ivantis, Ty Guy, Travis, fresh on that imaginary day that you will receive this show. <laughs> so, yeah, we got we to wrap things up for the year, man. Got to talk to the cheetah, talk to the Ty Guy, see how we doing. Have a different perspective this time. Just have some fun. So, yeah, how you doing, sir? Uh, doing pretty good. Just kind of getting towards the end of the year. I still have just this like cold thing hanging on oh, for me. Too, me too. Yeah, I got yeah. That. That's always just kind of one of those like really just do I have to deal with you right now kind of thing. But it's just I literally was thinking about I was I tried to call my parents for dinner, but then we saw some of my friends uh, over the weekend, and they saw like hung out with mostly just us, and all of a sudden they're sick. So then I don't want to get my parents sick, especially with my dad at his age. So it was just kind of like okay. So, yeah. yeah so, yeah, around, just kind of got the crap and then um, just kind of finish up, up some indie stuff. Destiny's been a little busy and then we know it's going to be quiet for a bit and mm-hmm. seeing if I sneak any other games in before the end of the year. But I did uh, roll credits on one. We'll cover that later. Ooh, so, okay. finally did at least. Took a while, but yeah. Trev, how we doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. Mm-hmm. It's uh, my quiet part of the year on, um, what was it, Monday? I finished mm-hmm. my my first or my last preview of the year um so i'm done with reviews i'm done with previews i'm chilling been playing avatar frontiers of pandora with my fiance because she wants to play that game for some reason Mm -hmm. um and then uh yeah just planning on catching up on some games doing some writing comedy quiet time of year yeah i don't i don't think you're gonna do well with this quiet time I'm worried oh, about you with quiet time. I hate it. <laughs> I yeah, no, you need to like time my hand. You just the need to like dive into some big giant game. game. I don't yeah. hands. Devil work. Yeah, idle hands. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, movie, so I, 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 I don't know. It's a saying. It's a saying. Devil I know, but I think it's like idle hands. Me. It's like man, somebody I probably made a movie out of it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's kind of a cheesy slasher teenage. You know, I swear. I. I tend to get depressed around this time of year. And I really? used to think, yeah, I used to think it was because I didn't have anywhere to go because mm-hmm. everybody else goes and sees family and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I have over the years learned that it's literally just that there's no work to be done this time of year. And that bums me out. It mm-hmm. just really, it's what keeps me going. And so I'm kind of sit here for a couple hours. It's nice. And then maybe like six hours into being on a break, I just think this unit has no function. And then, <laughs> and then it just is all downhill. From you there. have it's no, like, do you, do you get anxiety that 
when you don't have that activity or those goals? Because like you said, I saw your thread. You had all those dope yeah. goals, everything you accomplished. Great tweet, by the way. Seriously. A great tweet. I was like, oh, this is fire. So I was like, now that you've hit all of your goals, the majority of them, like, is it you have like some type of social like anxiety that, damn, it's like what to do next? It, there's no uh, relax. Like, you know what? Maybe I do nothing and just rest a little bit. Yeah, I, I really can't do the do nothing and just rest. That immediately goes to like, hmm, let's go to the rope store. Um, so I just that's hard. I, wow, I dude. Handle. Yeah. Happy <laughs> holidays, everybody. <laughs> My God. So this is the defense mechanism for the rope store. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's just. It's just. I really like the the. So what I do is I I set other goals. So. If I have time where I can't work, like the next two weeks, I'll set other types of goals. Like, oh, okay. I want to, I want to perform, or I want to do this with my fiance since we we're both super busy and don't really yeah. have a ton of time for that stuff. Um, or I want to write a certain thing. Like, I'm trying to. You guys know I've been writing um like a tabletop RPG for a couple of years. Oh, and one of my one of my New Year's resolutions was actually to finish the written text of that review this year, and I mm. did not even get close because. I just didn't have time uh, with all of the reviews I was working on. I it kept having like uh, blocks of time set aside for it. And then I kept missing those blocks of time that I set aside mm -hmm. because I just, um, I just was like, I'm on a deadline. I got to hit it. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff I could be working on. So I just, I set new goals. I'm always good about that. And I have a lot of different interests. So even if one is sort of going slow, um, mm -hmm. there's, there's other ways I could spend my energy. So it's, 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 keep busy if you want to but um mm -hmm. i'm I'm very good at it and i hate i hate not having anything to do i don't really get vacations man have you guys ever mm. traveled on like purely for pleasure yeah L lately no but in the past yes yeah intolerable man what do people do just <laughs> see the city just... enjoy the sound sights and the sounds of the town it's like yeah go see places <laughs> go to beaches Culture, like just relax food? and listen to the sound of the relax. ocean waves i'm like yeah see the scenery? i could go to That's, i could uh, go to like italy how do you I resist go... the urge to walk into the ocean that's what i want to understand I, we have different mental we have different mental journeys it sounds like every day i guess so i guess so. be like what are you looking to do as you hang out on the beach i'm just gonna like try and make sure i don't get burned so i got plenty of sunscreen my wife needs even more sunscreen so we sunscreen like crazy Hopefully find an umbrella and then like listen to the ocean waves, maybe maybe go bob around in the ocean and just like chill. I'm not trying to just keep walking. <laughs> a little different. <laughs> no, I feel you. I, hear you. I totally hear you catching up on life's backlog. Yeah, for me, it's just been, you know, as of this recording, you know, I'm no longer going to be with Matt and I'm kind of excited for the, the next chapter, you know, what it is. It, it's, it's exciting because I get to try and attempt to do some things that I've always wanted to do. But it's also scary. It's like, all right, because I'm a person that is so used to like everything completely stable, exactly, you know, how yeah. how how it always been in the past. So that part is, um, you know, some slight trepidation, but I'm ready for it. I talk to, you know, talk to family, talk to some people I trust as far as my decision making. But I'm excited. I'm excited. And um, I think for me this year, definitely burnout. Burnout was crazy for me. I, I needed... I went hard. I went super hard this year with a lot, a lot of the things, the hats I was wearing. And what I realized is that I've been very disconnected from a couple like friends and family. And I'm like, even me and you, like, we didn't get a chance to talk. We was like, yo, this is the first time we talked. Yeah, every, yeah we, like, we hung out after a podcast and chatted for a minute one day. Yeah. I think you had to leave and we had, like hadn't talked in a while. So it just, yeah, yeah you've been... Bro. 
I don't. You're talk always to going. <laughs> yeah, I don't talk to anybody. I'm like so head down. Then what's the next thing? What's the next thing? So I'm actually taking a different approach and just say, okay, you know what? For this month, just knock out what you got to knock out, but rest and actually kind of catch up on my life backlog. Things that I know that I've been putting off because I had no time, you know, kind of thing. So that's been pretty much it for me on that. And then, um, yeah, I was just going to say, obviously it's been an interesting podcast. We got a lot, a, a lot of cool things to discuss. I don't know where you want to take it. We want to go with the, the questions. We want to go with the life. But where we want to go with this? How we want to uh, jump this off? So, yeah, kind of the idea, if you guys are listening to this, whenever you find it, whether it's audio or video, if it's audio, probably going to break this up into a couple pieces. So if there's just kind of where I feel a midpoint is, you might get the other half the next week just to give you guys something to listen to on both weeks uh, to play it by ear. But honestly, like if the conversation goes one direction or another, we'll just kind of see how it goes. I feel like for your topics, at least that you listed, I don't know if Travis, you'll have any in there as well. But just because this is we still do a Destiny podcast, I figure we can at least start with the Destiny topic of some of your just Destiny moments for the year. Like what have been some moments experiences like what destiny related stuff that has been kind of a highlight this year and you can also go the other direction you know because we might have some of those too um but yeah we can start with uh travis uh, mm-hmm. how has destiny treated you this year and how has anything stood out good bad or otherwise yeah it hasn't been a great year for destiny as we've talked about ad nauseum it was probably the most challenging year um whether it was Lightfall's kind of disappointing arrival and uh kind of the seasons being a little bit sparse but i think um there were some highlights i think um i remember the raid still being pretty good Ooh. people having fun with that nice. one i know i know almost yep. immediately after everybody was like it's too easy but um you know i thought i thought it had some uh some interesting visually i would say the raid yeah. definitely it was a cool experience to walk through yeah um so i i i remember or i i feel like that was that was a pretty big pretty big win does it count this year if we talk about the stuff that happened with rasputin right before that season season of the seraph when cuz that ended yeah. right before yeah i mean that's 2023 yeah. cuz like, it was before february mm-hmm. yeah i would describe that as kind of a highlight and then uh, i even think the most recent dungeon was uh, pretty good and yeah also the, the underwater dungeon we had two yeah, good ghosts. dungeons this year, oh i yeah. like the underwater one yeah a yeah, lot yeah. of I people like, i feel like like rag yeah, on the I mean, underwater section but the dungeon overall yeah 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 the dungeon overall was was pretty fun and i i feel like uh th- that was a kind of a bright spot in a pretty dark year for destiny where people were talking about liking that dungeon and getting back into it i certainly uh, played more destiny during that period than I did for a lot of the year. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, when things are grim, the bright spots mean more. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Uh, I would say, I would say just like the good, the good pockets of content, like the two dungeons and the raid um, and maybe yeah. seasons of, of Seraph, even though they were small wins, I think uh, were, were pretty, um, pretty significant. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, for me, obviously, we know it's been a rough year overall for Destiny, but as far as like the the highlights, I would say surprisingly how much I fell in love with Strand. I mm. didn't know I would love Strand the way I did. I thought it was a little gimmicky when we first saw it, and, and I didn't know 
how it would land. I was I felt the suspense stuff. Obviously, as a warlock, the threadlings was cool, you know. But um, I really I really got into it. I really like the. Oh, I tell you what, I learned trap too. Um, as a person who went away from PvP at the top of the year and started playing it now a lot, the second half of the year, Strand as a warlock is dominant in PvP. It is really oppressive. Like you can. You know, consume the grenade for the threadlings. You know, shoot somebody, threadlings go out. You know, put a ref down the thread. Like, if you make a threadling build, you can be obnoxious. <laughs> obnoxious so is just, probably a good word for it. Yeah. yeah, I was just, and what it is is the super is so dominant. It's better than Nova Bomb because the the needles go out and go, you know, get them. So I was like, I before I was a primary void lock in PvP. That was my safety net. But I've converted to Strand, and I'm like, oh, I've been missing out. KD's up, everything's up. So I would say that. Um, I agree. Um, Rooted Nightmares, I thought was 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 decent. It was really cool. I liked. I love the loot pool. But you know, Cog loves the loot. I love the loot pool in the Rooted Nightmares. I thought Conditional Finale was an amazing exotic. I really, I thought it was a very powerful one. I, I loved the, the auto. We got a lot of stuff from that 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 that, that raid. Um. And I think for me, finally, um, Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch was my favorite. Mm. Um, always good to have Savathun back, you know, have a talk, her talk. And I thought Embaro Engine was was clever. Um, obviously, we had Morla on, you know, last word. And yeah. I didn't know they were going to go with this, you know, build her up to fight Ziva. Like, I like that transformation thing. So I thought yeah. that was cool. So in a season that was definitely, I mean, a year that was definitely not great for Bungie, those were kind of the ones that stood out the most to me. But what about you, E? What, what was your highlights, your standouts? Yeah. No, um, Travis mentioned a good one. Like, I would say Season of the Seraph with her Sputin was the finale yes. of that was a really, really good. Yes. Just well-written, well-acted, on-screen moments. I mean, just even well, just well, like well-directed even, just kind of where the camera was between the two of them. It just had a really, it hit. I mean, you're building up Red. She's got this connection and all this stuff, and she's been trying to save him for so long. Finally gets to do what she needs to do with him, but she's just got to let him go at the same time. So that was one of the better moments with, that we've probably had with, like, Anna Bray. Um, that was good. Obviously, Season of Defiance was odd. <laughs> it was just an <laughs> odd one, and then we lose Amanda there, which was just very... Very weird. It felt yeah. kind of empty when... Season. yeah, just kind of felt Terrible. empty when that happened. And then, like, I Lightfall, agree. as you said, it's like Strand... Oh. Lightfall was so odd because Strand was just kind of thrown in there. You felt weak when you had it. And then after you get done with it, you realize you can have some fun. Remember uh, the Rocky montage? I, I like that cordiness. No, I don't. I didn't. No. No, that, that one didn't do it for me there. I'm surprised they didn't have Osiris and your guardian running down a beach. Yo, yeah. no, he's on like a little. He's on a sparrow yeah. while you're running. Yeah, yeah you yeah. gotta keep up. And at first, your guard, your guardian's like, oh, and then later you're passing the sparrow. Yeah, <laughs> the complete rock. Yo, that's hilarious. That would be. That would be. That would be the true they rocky they montage. Just leaned into it yeah. as much as possible. It was very rocky. I think there are moments like that where they still have kind of a serious game, but moments mm -hmm. like as you described, if they just lean into a few things more sometimes, they could have just a couple more kind of goofy but memorable moments, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Because they could, they have moments kind of set up where they could, but they just, they're probably afraid to make the game a little too jokey at times. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it could do it as long as you don't do it too much. Like we don't need a screaming uh, goats from 
like Thor four kind of thing. But yeah, it's like if you had a montage and then all of a sudden they throw like a span, a true like little Rocky nod, like that would be yeah. kind of fun. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel like they take themselves too seriously because all of the funniest moments in destiny have been unplanned jokes, you know, yes. like that wizard came from the moon mm-hmm. and just like mm-hmm. stuff that they were, they were taking themselves too seriously and people yeah. kind of laughed at them. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Just and then, what else are you? Uh, I mean, we got season of the deep. Um, I like that. that How'd you feel about that? Uh, dungeon was cool. I enjoyed the dungeon. The solo health pool still kind of hurt me, but the overall experience is fun. Um, I like just the whole aesthetic and the arcology and then seeing Oryx there kind of actually having crash landed on Titan. Yeah, that was kind of legit. That was dope. Working with the whale. And we got the witness cinematic in there. Way too late yeah, for the whole witness and lightfall story and those kind of things. Mm. Being as it's buried in week five of a season or something. But a cool cinematic to actually understand about the witness. Yeah. Um, Season of the Witch, story-wise, I enjoyed with Eris just seeing her go through the whole. I did not expect the ending, I would say. We knew she was going to be powerful, and I'm going, there's no way you have the two of them. Because we said on the podcast, it's, are they going to kill Zivu like, in a season? How are we going to handle this? And then she went, they, they did it in a, a way I didn't expect with kind of a nice little twist of... Her killing Savathun, and she's a guardian, so she can get it back. But then, mm-hmm. basically, severing Zivu from her throne world, allowing her to be much more vulnerable, but not actually kill her in a season. So I don't know what that does to Zivu as a character's kind of power level and threat to us as guardians now, per se. But it was a unique way to handle it off screen, but still give implications of mm-hmm. a little more. Um, but yeah, Season of the Witch, and I think this year for activities, we had the Deep, which had the little bit of roguelike to it. We had the right. kind of a deck builder, but not really. We got to see the infancy of some systems in Destiny that other games have done really well, really like in like alpha phase, like to see, because they weren't big. They're not going to be like a full Hades build, or it's right. not going to be a full you know inscription run through or anything like that. But it is just these teases of other mechanics and other games where you could make seasons or what we're going to have episodes in the future be a bit more interesting. I'm hoping that is the more creative type stuff they do in future seasons or future episodes. We are in our final season at this point. All right, that's right. Um, and then, yeah, Season of the Wish. I don't know if you guys played yesterday. I don't know if you guys played the Exotic Quest. Not yet. I just caught up to the story to be able to do the quest. Okay. Um, Good legit cinematic oh wow or storyboard storyboard cinematic uh legit i can't say anything because you guys haven't seen it but when we get back and you guys actually will have played it we'll have to revisit that because i all i can say is sometimes guardians are jerks (laughs) and you'll understand why when when you play through it a bit more because it's on my schedule. It's, mm-hmm. But yeah, Guardians, it's all about perspective is one of those things we've seen. Uh, yeah, so sure, it's like, sure, what sure. perspective are you looking at things from? From the Guardians, from Fallen, from the Witnesses' perspective, all of those things. A lot of this game is, depending on where you put yourself, whose perspective you're looking at it from, sometimes Guardians are a bit of a jerk. So it is, it's one of those moments where you kind of sit back and go, yeah, we're kind of not the best sometimes. But um, I enjoyed nice. that one. Um nice. The mission overall isn't too bad to solo. I haven't done it on Legend, but I mean, I did a solo this morning with a couple of deaths. 
not that bad. So the mission is a regular difficulty to get the bow. I haven't used it too much. Just been okay. kind of doing a couple other things, but I did get the bow. Mm-hmm. Catalyst is time gated though. Um, ah. And I think that's the other kind of the downfall of this year is had some cool experiences, had some unique activity testing and stuff, had some stories that I've enjoyed. Dungeons have been like Warlord's Ruin. I really enjoy that one. I think I'm pretty well practiced up to do my solo flawless attempts at this point. Mm -hmm. I've put enough time in on each of them. I can four phase the ogre comfortably. I got that one pretty good. Uh, Final boss. Again, similar thing is... It is comparing ghosts and the final boss of Warlords of the Deep. They may take as long, but the movement in Warlords feels better. I love the progression between those two. Yeah, Still decent mechanics involved, mm-hmm. um, but more movement to it. But it is kind of one of those, yeah. if you are by yourself, you pretty much have to be healing the whole time. It's yeah. just kind of the, the time-gated year. Some things have felt very stretched. You know, where yeah. you get one thing, six weeks later, we're going to get the other side of the thing. You do, and it always feels very stretch. I I am curious to see how episodes work yeah. with the six-week chunk. Here's more, and then this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be an interesting piece. Obviously, we got seven months until we get to all those pieces, so it's going to be a minute. Mm-hmm. Sorry, six months. Um, mm-hmm. But... I think getting away from that stretched up because even the catalyst for the bow mm-hmm. probably going to be a weekly thing to run back through. And it's just one of those to where I will be happy if that's not the way it's delivered. And I think that will be kind of my takeaway raids mm-hmm. like Crota coming back and giving people a good challenge. That was kind of a surprise for a lot of people for the day one raid being not a high finish, uh, not a high quantity of finishers was mm-hmm. kind of the polar opposite from Val of the disciple. Proto was not too changed up enough, but just the mechanics and they did some freshening. Val looked cool, yeah. but again, like we did, we finished that because just it yeah. seemed to be a little bit easier. I'll be curious how Final Shape goes. But yeah, as a year overall, um, I enjoyed a lot of their trials of things, but it feels like it was mostly just alpha and beta tests of ideas to see what would work in the game. But I'm glad to see at least they're trying some things. That's yeah. Yeah, we got it. We got to see where this thing's gonna go. I mean, um, obviously we 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 were missed. We didn't talk at all about you know the other stuff, right? And you know, we obviously the 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 news had came out in reference to the financials and the missing of the target. How you know Lifefall had failed, and then obviously you know right now they're in I'm saying flux in terms of losing maybe potential control of the company if they don't you know as far as the board as far as Saudi ownership as far if they don't continue to hit their target so it'll be interesting to see you know how much of a pivot they do especially um with the episodes with the monetization we you know obviously we realize now do you guys there was so much monetization yeah do you guys ever think they get to the point i know they're afraid of losing ownership if that whole speculate if that source Mm -hmm. seems to be trusted which Mm -hmm. some of it would make sense do you guys ever feel there's a point where the monetization gets simplified even? Maybe not less, but do you feel at a point, if even the Sony got to a point where they took over, if it actually got that bad, they missed, like Final Shape does its thing, but then it falls off a cliff again, which it easily could. A lot of people have said, Final Shape and I'm out. If it does get to that point, do you feel... That's... That's always the weird thing to me, because we sit there and ask, how is a new player experience to come into this game? If they ever want to grow this franchise again, as opposed to just bleed into off into the distance, 
would simplifying monetization or anything, they just gave it away for free. They gave away the legacy pack on Epic Games for free for a week. On Epic. On Epic, I know, and that's kind of where, you know, Epic buys, and that's kind of a thing, but... They made money, yeah. It was like, Epic paid, that's fine. But that's one of those things we've mentioned should be consolidated into all of one thing. Not right. the nickel and... If you look through Steam, it's ridiculous. It is probably well, the worst is. way to it look is. at it and try to explain what you need to do. I understand when they say, hey, more people may buy some of those things or that and the other, but also... And this is, again, where I'd love to just see numbers and financials and other right. things to know is there a point where saying hey we do get enough traction from this stuff that it is still financially reasonable is there a balance on the other side though it's like it is still so much friction though that you drive enough people away we're never going to grow like where does that eventually push back and somebody make a change because having this thing chopped up into 12 different pieces like post final shape i feel like they've got to do some consolidation Otherwise, nobody's ever going to jump into it. And you don't think so. And that's, I mean, and that's the business part of it where it's like, maybe that's just what they stick with for now. But it does feel like post-final shape. It's like, okay, you've had six years of expansions out. Well, you got to go back and buy all different five of them. <laughs> it seems, it just yeah. feels weird to stick with it. But it also feels like the model they are stuck in. So I don't know if they do, as Travis seems to shake his head. Destiny had its moment to go free to play. And I think we all expected that it would happen during that period. And they chose not to, um, they kind of toyed with it and for whatever reason decided against it. And then I think when Sony bought them, it solidified that, that decision maybe because of their revenue goals. I'm not really sure. I think the only way you get a fairer monetization model for players is if they do a destiny three. Because mm -hmm. I think you, I don't think I think once you put in a monetization stream into a game, it's really hard to get it to come out. Especially if you're working with business folks and trying to hit revenue goals and yada yada. And the players are used to it. That's the other yeah. thing. Players are used to it, and you don't feel any pressure to take yeah. that out. You're basically just doing it on a whim or with the assumption that that's going to lead to increased player numbers which is not necessarily true so and that's fair yeah I, I don't i don't think i don't think you ever see destiny 2 become healthier in terms of uh its monetization models unless there's a new destiny game right yeah it, it's gonna be tough for them to, to to kind of reverse course on that you know again to me the shock was how much of a how much they missed their targets you know how much they you know they projected that lightfall would do and then obviously the disconnect between, you know, the unfortunate people, all the people that got laid off, you know, and Cobbs and developers yeah. who were kind of pleading with them to make changes to really appease this base. But I, I think the the uphill battle for them is obviously the business, the dirty laundry is out, right? So now people know what's going on. And now we have this season that we know is going to be extended. Now we do know E. What they said is going to, they are going to give us some into content. Into the light. Don't expect into much the, from we, that. It's yeah, probably we don't yeah. very minimal type stuff, I would imagine. Right. There's like a weekly progression quest, but right. it says for new and old players alike to jump into the final shape. And that's a question right. I have to ask. Mm -hmm. Truly to ask, like any Bungie exec or, I mean, whether it's Tom Farnsworth or Joe, and just say, okay, honest question. Mm -hmm. You're getting ready to deliver the final shape. How, how do you say to a brand new player of Destiny, oh, yeah. come experience the 10th year of Destiny? 
that sounds like a weird thing to ask anybody who's not already invested in the franchise. I know they have people try it and there's free to play little things, but it just seems a weird piece to say to really promote it as much of a new player influx. People will come back, but I don't think you're going to build. It's going to be that little spike on the Steam charts graph. It's just going to be probably a little bit lower as most of them. You basically talk about new player growth. Like yeah. The, the, yeah. Okay. That's more Look, what I, I was mean, talking about. Yeah, it's that's the challenge. We've all we've all lamented that every season, you know, Travis, you your friend and, and all all the people who try the game for the first time, it's a convoluted mess if you've never played. You don't know what's going on, you jump in, random missions pop up, it boots you into something, then oh, you don't have that expansion that's tied to it. Okay, now you gotta pay this. So they've got it they've got an uphill battle with that. I don't know if they can really resolve that with Final Shape. I still feel that's new game stuff. Like, they're so far in, and it's so convoluted. Then you, yeah. you talk about the Destiny Content Vault that still doesn't have the Red Wet War campaign, and you still don't have a lot of things to give people a beginning start. So you're, it's just a mess. It's a little bit of a spaghetti mess in that regard. I think that um, their hope is that Final Shape with the quality of Final Shape, they could they could have anything close to what Witch Queen resembled as far as quality of the campaign, a good resolution to the story, a great raid, and then you know pay off this journey that we win with them with this game, right? I think they're counting on that and the nostalgia. So there's a part of me that understands, okay, you know what? Let's put our heads down, and we ha- this has to hit because the the beauty of Lightfall is they learned the valuable lesson, right? They learned the value, like you cannot take this base for granted and then obviously maybe you're doing too much in conjunction with you know whether you're doing marathon whether you're doing you know helping sony with live service games you know obviously we know last of us factions got canceled and we assume there was some you know influence by bungie on that so they're in a spot where that they're they're all over the place but then they've decided okay though we got to focus on destiny now we have to (laughs) otherwise because this is supposed to be the cash count. I had some mm-hmm. conversation with Colin about it, and you know his concern was kind of like, from a Sony perspective, like, did we buy a lemon? Like, how can you know they help us when they're not even reaching their eternal <laughs> yeah. targets themselves, right? Kind of thing. So, razor focus is going to be key for them for Final Shape. But I'll, I'll digress to you guys. What you think, Travis? Mm-hmm. Um. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry, what was the initial question? I have a lot of thoughts. I was rambling. It was it was oh, more yeah. about future final shape impact. Um, yeah. Right about if if final shape can bring it in. So yeah, yeah. new player. Yeah. It was started off with new play e with the new player yeah. experience. Yeah, well. I I don't I don't think that final shape is going to bring in new players, but I also don't know that they have to. I I don't think main expansions are really about the engagement model i think they're about selling copies of final shape 
And I think there are enough people who play Destiny or have played Destiny in the past or would consider jumping back in if we got another Witch Queen or um, what have you for that to be a very profitable expansion if it takes off, if it hits, if it's similar to Witch Queen. And I think um, the separate revenue stream of these are our hardcore players. These are our ongoing players that engage in season pass content and spend on microtransactions. I tend to think that's an entirely different um, user group within their metrics. And I don't think that that's primarily how they make their money when they um, release these major expansions. So I still think that the final shape can be what they need it to be in terms of revenue. But I don't know that it's a new player play. And I also don't know that it's a um, like ongoing live service engagement play necessarily. I mean, obviously, a major expansion coming out and being good helps both of those things. Um, but I don't think that's primarily where they're going to drive engagement from. So um, I hope that it does well and I hope it's good. That's obviously yeah, all of our definitely. main hope um, yeah. is that it's good. Um, but I, I think they're taking the long view on this and looking at what is the future model going to look like? What does a live service game, how does it perform 10 years into its live service model? Because it's easy to forget that although destiny created kind of the modern live service game model, they're also the first of its kind to reach this stage in the live service development. And I don't think we know what that looks like. And I don't think Bungie knows what that looks like. And so we're kind of just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got a great playbook for Marathon because they know what it's like to do years one through five in a live service game. And they've learned from, you know, hard won wisdoms that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, how to do things and how to do a p- content pipeline and et cetera. Um, but what, what happens when a, um, when a live service game gets really old, really, yeah, really yeah. long in the tooth. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we, what that we know what happens there. And I think Bungie is, you don't do an to... overwatch too. Yeah. 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 Well, th- that, that one's even worse. Cause that game came out in 2016. So it was even, even a smaller amount of time before they uh, changed it. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I don't think we have a great answer for what that looks like. We have some games that have been around for a really long time, like league of legends, but it's just a very different model. So World of Warcraft, you know. Yeah, World of Warcraft. Always got that to look at. Yeah, Yeah. always the crazy one. What I swear that it's not. How old is that game now? Twenty years. That's what I was gonna say. I thought it was twenty years. World of Warcraft. I'm out. November twenty third, two thousand four. Coming up on twenty years. It's nineteen right now. That's. It's crazy. And they've gone through their ups and downs. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different game though, because they're not really a live service game. They're a MMO that. It's so it's so big and and has been around for so long. It kind of keeps users even when they're not engaging with those users. It's kind of like a Final Fantasy fourteen, which is a younger game, but it follows the model of you come back and you play when there's content, then you leave, and then you yeah. come back and you play when there's more content. Yeah. Um. And they don't have the same kind of, uh, you know, you have to be playing this game every day of your life situation. Some people do that. Yeah. Um. But with the well, with the understanding that like. You're just going to be grinding stuff and kind of hanging out, and I I don't think that works with every live service game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of the big question about the future. Um, yeah, is 
what is i mean we even joked we don't even know how many episodes it's going to be till we get the next expansion or what comes next because they haven't talked about any of it and i think that is probably what a lot of people's questions are and what's gonna why would i play episode two or three that doesn't come with the final shape if i don't know is it just another story is it another loot grind is it another exotic quest that's the point where do you know how many people keep coming back and that's that's i think the thing that they've got to sell is what's the point in keep sticking around because there will yeah. be a point where the loss of interest or the apathy towards new content or one more weapon or hey this is another story about the hive or this is a story about the vex or this is a story about the scorn you might have some episodes that look cool but again i mean what about when grand theft auto 6 comes out yeah. <laughs> I mean, what about when I mean, what's the what is the next big game that pulls you away? And I think that kind of leads into the other thing this year is I got my Steam recap yeah. earlier in the year was definitely more Destiny, but at Ooh. about May, yeah. it definitely tapered massively for Ooh. me. And I can say most of all of that would be everything else I played this year between Ooh. You know, it's like even just for me, content wise, Diablo, Remnant, Liza P, Starfield, Alan Wake. I mean, those are none of those were small and Travis played more than all of us. But it's like and that's kind of the question that I want to go into next yeah, um, for, for at least as we're staying around gaming for now. Mm-hmm. Games of 2023. What stood out to you guys as favorites? What flopped harder than you ever could have imagined? What stole more hours than you would have expected, even if it was just like a weird one? All of the little stuff that's been you know, made 2023 what it is. But before we say that, it's also one of the worst years for employment in games. Oh, God, yeah. And 11, I mean, you have Embracer that lost a deal with, I don't exactly know who it was, and they're just shedding studios and people are losing jobs left and right. I mean, I think the tally I saw somewhere is 11,000 jobs in the gaming industry alone, much less all of tech. So a lot of lost jobs this year paired with a lot of amazing games is a weird you know, tail two sides of the coin. It's like we got great games. Unfortunately, now that they're all out, people don't have jobs, which really sucks. Um, so I wanted to say that first and get the yeah. low part out of the way. But for you guys, you got a pretty cool job loss announcement today, though. Oh, you talk about you talk about Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bobby. Oh, what? Kodak's job- gone. Yeah, finally yeah. a job loss we can all celebrate. Oh yeah, man, he's, that one. We'll put out he's out league. on December 29th. He's getting yeah. the boot. Get the boot. That's it. Well, his golden parachute. He's he's got a different future than the rest of the people who lost their job. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think people are going to be okay with him being gone. It seems like that'll mm-hmm. be. I'm into it. Yeah, he got his golden parachute. He, he's gone now. <laughs> He'll be all right. Well, yeah. I mean, to to your question, um, I think yeah, you made a good point. You know, we don't want to lose sight of. You know, we have this tremendous games industry, millions and millions of dollars earned and, you know, companies, you know, games being successful. You know, we talk about this year being one of the greatest years in gaming, right? Just the sheer amount of quality. But at the same time, all of the loss, all of the, the layoffs, it's it's been rough. It's been rough. And I just, that's the volatility of the games industry that really bothers me as well as that there's not enough protections involved for, for developers. And then comes up the question of unionization, right? Do the, Does that really jump off? Is that something that's a, you know, ideal solution for the problem? You know, I don't know all the answers to it, but we can't have a year like we've had 
where there's been so many layoffs, so many job losses. And for me, I've always looked at it like we interview devs on ILP, and it's just like some of these devs like give up their like well-paying jobs, not to find a pursuit. Oh, yeah. gaming dreams. is gaming yeah. dev is a passion, not a financial. Oh, typically, it for is a, lot a complete of people. passion. Security move across the state. There's only you know a few amounts that you can go to, and. You know, a lot of times if you, you have, you know, in the AAA scene, you have one flop, you're out of here. The indie scene, you know, it's getting a little better with, you know, them onboarding programs, you know, with PlayStation and ID and Xbox and things of that nature. But it's a tough business. This is a tough business to stay consistent in it. So, yeah, that, that part really bothered me to see that amount of job loss in arguably one of the most you know, the greatest years in gaming. And the next thing is next year, you know, I think I was talking to Matt Piscatella, and there's a, there's a concern that, um, you know, consoles as a whole right now, you know, are trending downward. And this is everybody. And I think that uh, GTA not hitting 2024 is um, more damaging than we may think as far as a major game that would influence console sales and get people to to get an ecosystem. So that's something else we got to watch out. You know, and we got the price rise. There's a lot going on in the industry that we got to keep our eyebrows open as far as... um overall health, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, the, jo the job losses was really surprising to me. That one really resonated. Rev? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about job losses, I don't think anybody's super stoked about that. Um, I think the disappointing part is that it seems a lot of this could have been avoided because it's sort of a business trend of let's increase our profit margins by reducing yeah. our overhead yeah. without really having a good economic reason to do it aside from their interest of uh, of making more money um and you know i think we talked about this earlier where i said that i think it's just a fad i think it's literally just okay that's what everybody's doing now is mm. it's a fun little exercise i also think that it has a lot to do with um people overstaffing during covid during COVID, there was like a really big hiring spree where people were just adding to their workforces and then reducing them. But, uh, you know, I, it's, uh, it's also possibly a sign that 2023 was, in my opinion, the best year gaming has ever had in terms mm -hmm. of the products that, that came out, um, be a sign that, that it's going to be the best year for a while. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think 2024 exactly going to come out swinging we'll see what what games come out there are some surprises and i think we'll still feel like there's a ton of games coming out but i think if you actually look at like which companies are coming out with major releases i think it's going to be anemic by comparison the next I think, yeah years. i think we'll be waiting for 2025 at least because i mean we already <laughs> know well grand theft auto monster hunter mm -hmm. wilds is going to be massive for uh, capcom and mm -hmm. dragon's dogma 2 looks really cool like i'm excited to mm -hmm. try and even cover it but Dragon's Dogma 2 doesn't have the pull that even a Monster Hunter does because Monster Hunter has exploded after World. So even just the scale of this year's Capcom versus next year's Capcom and then Resident Evil 9 could be a little later too. Like that type of stuff feels, it does feel 2024 doesn't have the larger, you don't have a Diablo 4, you don't have a Starfield, you don't have a, like there. you can go through the big type of list and they're not there. So it is yeah, going to yeah. be interesting. So yeah. I think I think it'll I think it'll probably um, you know sometimes in the past there's been layoffs in the games industry because when products finish when games ship 
you don't need as many people and then you kind of staff up over time as you work mm-hmm. on your next game. I think we've gotten to a level of stability now where there's always another project. So if you're a writer and you're done with your pre-production and now they're just making the game and they don't need writers anymore, you just move on to the next product and start writing for that within the same company. But, um, you know, I don't even think that this is the most unstable time for the industry. There was a time where any time a game shipped, you would have to cut like a big portion of your team, you know? Um, so we've, we've come a long way. We've matured, but this sort of stuff is really annoying to me because it's so easily avoidable and so obviously driven by um, greed. Uh, yeah. And it bums me out. Absolutely. Yeah. But still, it was a good year for games. Indeed. Absolutely. So, Cog, what were your favorites? Favorites? And what were, were your biggest disappointments? I want, I want the list. Um, I thought Benedict Fox would hit harder with me. I remember I you my, even mentioning that or like, yeah, yeah. I, I had my eye on that one, and it was just a little clunky, and the systems didn't all come together for me. Story, I thought the attempted story was cool. Um, the obvious for me is Redfall. I yeah. mean, I mean, yeah, the obvious. I mean that yeah. that. I learned a valuable lesson with that. And, um, you know, as a person who covers games and, and covers developers and goes to shows and go to behind the scenes, you know, I should have known about the Okie Doke. <laughs> and the Okie Doke is, what are we playing this on? You know, because what I played on, I guess I'm assuming 40, 90, 48, whatever, it was serviceable. It was just a matter of, okay, is this going to have a long tail? Um, is the loop? I, I guess is the is the loop worth it? You know, to kind of, kind of yeah. squeeze as well as the the trees. Because coming from Dishonored, Sov had made a good point. He was like, "Cog, my only concern is that the way the powers are set up, for, like Corvo with Dishonored, is uh, literally all of those in one skill tree, and they gave like just a little bit of powers here, a little bit of powers there to each one. How's that gonna work?" I yeah, said, the yeah, skill that's sets fair. were kind of anemic. Yeah, and then I'll be honest, I never felt so betrayed when the release of a game came out on console. Because I was just like, yo, bro, this was not what I play. I mean, and what I play wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't what y'all got. Y'all got an N64 game. Like, this was not what I played. Like, I was like, I was really hurt. I was like, I learned, and I've heard behind the scenes that. There were repercussions for this, and 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 and, and they're gonna look into to to how they handle that moving forward in the future with with Bethesda. But yeah, that that one, I, I really was shocked because man, I can't remember a release that bad. Like at launch, like AI not functional. Um, oh, I got one. Know. It was this year too. Yeah. So yeah, that that was probably that. As far as the good, um. Man, that was a lot. Oh, let me see. Let By the way, start. I can't remember the last time a game shipped that bad. You haven't been playing the same level. <laughs> I was like, Travis's review gauge is like, I don't tip. remember this. <laughs> this year. I reviewed really a two out of ten this year, year, sir. Did you not play the day before? That's the one I was going to mention. It was like the day I before mean. recently is just yeah, so bad. I mean, that that's a scam. That was that truly was a, a scam. Yeah, that was a hustle. Now, definitely, definitely. It just, yeah, it, it was just surprising to me to see what happened there but as far as like things that surprised me um i think actually this was the first year that xbox got ghostwire tokyo and i've heard that i actually like that game. i know you talked about it surprisingly because it yeah it did mid (laughs) yeah i could not believe how much i was enjoying it considering you're supposed to have all these issues 
And I thought the foundation was really cool. Very unique, hand signal combat. The story was dark. I advise anyone if they listening or play about to play the game. There's a side mission where the game really showed me what it's all about. It's called Fear of the Children. And I was like, yo, I am legit scared of this mission. Like, it, it was terrifyingly good. And you're, like, locked up in a school and you're learning the history of, of what had happened. And, um, yeah, I would say Tokyo was that. Um, me and E talked about Cocoon, obviously. Oh. That, was, that was a gem. That was, you know, for my people. For Switch, surprisingly, um, F-Zero 99. I'm a big F-Zero guy. And I was like, I don't know about this battle royal thing. I don't know if this, you know, I was I was resistant. I was like, they trying to put this young boy stuff on my old classic, and I, I ain't gonna front. I was having a ball. Really? With episode I was like, yo, this was the right call. And then obviously, you know, I'm a big Starfield fan, so Starfield for me, you know, although flawed, not perfect, you know, really got a lot of my um Star Trek crew exploration stuff going on giving people specific roles and then playing a um kind of very like speech heavy build kind of thing i thought the crimson fleet was an excellent quest doing you know i thought i thought that whole bit learning to turn against uh sis was this infosec or whatever they were called was kind of funny um ryujin and i i felt i felt vanguard should have been vanguard was so good it should have been a main part of the quest because it really gave you the lore of what Starfield was about. And I feel anyone who didn't do Vanguard first, you missed out. Because I'm like, okay, this is where everything is at. Okay, you're this. This is House Varun. This is the, 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 the what you call it, the fleet. You mean as opposed and, to, you know, swimming around to a couple of glowy spots 27 yeah, times? Like, that's not like, quite as good? Yeah. I, I uh, Anybody who criticized Starfield for that, I'd never have any pushback on because I do, I do get that your your mileage will vary with this game, and I totally understand that. Uh, I think for me, but that that's what it really opened up. And I think the first mission of Vanguard was like a horror game. It was just like yeah, I remember you on a planet with a terramorph, yep. and I was I was like, okay. So, so it really got me after you know I got to that mission. That was one of the first things I did too. So I was so underpowered when I did that. Oh, bro, yeah. which added more to the fear, yeah. right? Of the whole terramorph thing and that whole story where it ends up. So yeah, that that was that, and uh, I think the last one, because I'm such a uh, like a dragon, I'm getting ready for that for Infinite Wealth. Guiding, I put more hours in than I thought. I didn't I didn't know I would have that much fun, and obviously I'm an Ichiban fan because he's a lovable goof. But I I I, I respect Kiryu. Kiryu, my beef with Kiryu is over. Like he, this man went through some things. One of the most gut wrenching endings. E, you may have to stay clear of that ending. Because it had me like, damn. Uh, which game? This like is, a Dragon issue. Like a Dragon Gaiden. The ending was really powerful. I did, It threw me off guard. I was like, what? I wasn't Because that's the thing with Yakuza, right, Travis? Like, it's goofy. It's silly. And then they'll have these really heartfelt moments. And you're like, why is this game making me feel away? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, so, it's so over the top. So those were mine. I'm curious. Uh, Trav, what about yours? What were your, your standouts, your disappointments, your, you know, this year? Um, yeah, 20, 26 reviews later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lightfall was a pretty big disappointment. I had a lot of, uh, excitement going into that. And I, by the way, when I say biggest disappointment, I do not mean that these are the worst games. I just right. mean that they're the games I had the, the loftiest expectations of yes. that came crashing down. Mm-hmm. Um, Starfield, I would actually put on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, just... Do you mute yourself? 
I'm yeah, you muted yourself. I? Yeah, I thought like, it was now you're back. There you go. Nope, you're back. You're back. You're back. You just about to um, talk about Starfield. No, you know what it is. It's Discord's doing this thing where it keeps being like, "We detected another mic. Would you like uh, to switch to it?" And no. I keep having to tell it no. No. Is there a way to just get it to stop asking me? Because I looked at n- alerts or notifications and I couldn't find an option earlier. Yeah, it's usually like that. Um, was well, it like anyway. your headphone for Bluetooth? Maybe it's thinking about trying or something. No, it the, it is. My headphone's connected. Yeah. Um, that's how I'm hearing you guys. It's it's for some reason thinking that this should be my microphone. Oh, uh, weird. Uh, which is really weird. Um, really weird. Maybe it's because I'm on Discord on my phone. I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's two sources. Uh, no, I'm not on Discord. It's just I was going to say, yeah, turn okay. Bluetooth off. Turn Bluetooth off for the phone. Yeah. 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 Oh, good call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, Bluetooth. Um, Starfield was was advertised by its own publisher as the you know greatest rpg of all time or the biggest rpg of all time or whatever um and given bethesda's pedigree i was inclined to think that it was at least going to do some stuff that really blew my socks off and uh it was according to my xbox roundup the second most played game on xbox this year behind destiny of course um and uh with 227 hours in that game and uh I I didn't come away from it liking it nearly as much as I thought I would. Um, and importantly, I think it really doesn't do anything that is like new, right? It 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 really is just like a hardcore dig its heels in Bethesda game um, that that does the things that Bethesda does well pretty well, and the things that Bethesda doesn't do well not very well. Um, and so, yeah, I I I I agree, Cog, that the um, Faction quests were a highlight. I also think the main story is better than people give it credit for, yes, but that's like in in total maybe 25, 30 hours of the game. If you're like me and you played a ton of that game over 200 hours, you know, you run out of really really cool content pretty quick and then you end up, you know, visiting near dead planets and talking to, you know, weird weirdly bland characters and I get what they were going for with like um ultra realism and and star trek but it just ends up not being as fun or as ambitious as you would hope um and that kind of bummed me out too um redfall i think is a good one i kind of forgot that game came out so i don't think i would put it <laughs> a lot of i don't people. think i would i don't i don't think i don't think i would i don't think i would put that one on my list just because i had no expectation of it mm-hmm. um spider-man 2 i would put on my list though really? um, i I had a, you know, I really liked the first Spider-Man game and my, my fear going into hmm. my, my fear going into the sequel was that it was just going to be a sequel and wasn't going to do anything new. And I think I pretty much hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it, hmm. it really is like the most kind of just um, sequel feeling sequel I've played in a long time. And that, that one sort of bummed me out. Um, cleaning my room with Spider-Man is not something I expected I would be, be required to do. Um, but here we were cleaning up my room as old Peter Parker. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, there's something about Sony's insistence to make all of their games really slowly paced and kind of dragged out and yeah, like that, 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 that's good storytelling and yada, yada. And I'm just like, Oh man. So yeah. And I know I saw the leaks. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, um, I, I uh, that that one definitely didn't hit as hard. I mean, there were some other ones, but it's easy to forget which ones didn't bought or didn't hit quite as well because so many games hit this year that I kind of yeah. don't think about those games. Like yeah. I kind of forgot Starfield came out this game until it was in my roundup, and then I, I, I forgot it came out this year. Then I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, I did spend a ton of time in that game. So mm-hmm. it's really easy to forget about the ones that didn't connect as well, and the ones mm-hmm. that did connect really stuck with me. Um, Remnant Two is absolutely on that list. I think yeah, that game really, that. really didn't get enough credit for all the cool uh, stuff it did this year. I think um, it just got they, it did great for what it was, but I feel like it just got overshadowed by yeah. so much around it. Just yeah, Dave the Diver obviously was oh, my surprise yeah, of the year. That game, that game is just so much fun, and it's also not an indie game, but yeah, it's a very fun. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, I also think Diablo 4 doesn't get Oh, I forgot about Diablo. Yes, that came out this year. That came out this year in in June, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. That game, I think the reason it deserves more credit is because it was a triple A game that everyone had the most high expectations of. Mm -hmm. And I think that for most people, it actually met those expectations. But even if it didn't, the fact that it got close is pretty admirable. And then I think its live service model I think it had one of the best live service launches ever, which is like they already had the system in place with multiple teams working on seasons and those seasons started to come out and hit. And they had tons of quality of life improvements and changes based on feedback. And they had weekly, you know, fire uh, side chats with their community. And like, they clearly very much thought about the live service model and planned for it and came to play. And I think uh, it really doesn't get enough credit for pulling all of that off um and and doing it as well as it did um and then of course i've got to give a shout out to my other big surprise this year which was um asgard's wrath 2 which uh, i I am still playing guys i've been i played it last night uh so after you after you uh review it for 90 plus hours you kind of expect you're going to take a long break but uh i took like a break while i was reviewing resident evil 4 and i did a skull and bones beta this past weekend and uh was you know playing other games and in the back of my mind i was like god i, I have so many things i want to do in asgard draft though and then as soon as i had an opportunity i popped on the helmet and i went back in last night and was playing nice. around and so crazy. doing the, yeah, uh, the second one doing, ready doing to the go rogue, doing the roguelite mode and just like you know hanging out it, it was great man so oh, um, i'm still very very uh enamored with that game and uh it's it probably would have been my one of my game of the years if it had come out during the time where we could talk about it but um nice. yeah if you if you uh haven't checked out that game you should absolutely check mm-hmm. it out you have a meta quest three right cog they must have yes, given sir. you one yes sir yeah yeah ready to go yeah. this is the so weekend you, you probably it. already have asgard's wrath huh mm-hmm. i got them all sitting yeah. there i just gotta really just dive in that's it yeah that's, that's probably I mean, I, with this saturday it, it is it is what my favorite vr game at this point i think it Ooh. i think it surpasses half just because oh, you know, Half Half Life does, it's it is a ten of ten game in its mm-hmm. genre. But I just like RPGs more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. RPGs just rule. Same. So I, I just I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm really really having a good time with that. So those are a few of my highlights, a few of my disappointments. E, how about you? E? Curious. Yeah. yeah. Now apparently I'm gonna cover some stuff you guys haven't uh, yet. Uh, I will say, like recently, I finally rolled credits on Dave the Diver. Um, mm. I got a Steam Deck OLED. Yeah. Um, okay. That no. This is a legitimate question I want to ask you guys. I understand Dave the Diver is you know a, through a branch of Nexon, and they're not a small company at all. But that is not 
a game that is going to go compete against. Like, basically, I don't know where to put it in the categories of, say, the Game Awards. So it was like, should there... And this is like an honest question, because I've been thinking, I was like, okay, I understand it's not an indie, but where does it go? Is it like single A game? How do you qualify something like that? Because it's like a pixel art game. You're doing all this little like random fishing and farming simulator and running a sushi shop. And believe me, the game had more surprises than I would have ever expected. Um, Like I put 40 hours into the damn thing and I'm going seriously that like that got me 40 hours. Steam Deck helped me finish it, which was nice because we're just sitting there. Um. But that was just a random tangent real quick. Where do games like that go? I think they go right alongside the other games. That's what I, I kind of disagree with the premise that like they're like I had way more fun with Dave the Diver than Starfield. I'm sorry, but that game had hundred, like thousands of developers. And like if I had to choose Travis, you got to play 10 more hours of one of those games. I'd be like Dave the Diver hands down. You know what I mean? So I think those games do compete. I think you can look I at agree. a game like Stardew okay. Valley, a game that was made by one person yeah. and put it right up alongside the best. My favorite game of all time <clears throat> is Minecraft, a game made by one person largely. Right. Um, so I, I think uh, yeah. you could put Dave the Diver next to, you know, probably action adventure genre. I don't know if I would nominate it for game of the year in this mm-hmm. year, but it definitely should be nominated for one of those um other categories right. um but but i yeah I, I think you don't you don't um you don't grade on a curve just because a game has pixel art or because it was it's, 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 it's a shorter game like to me a shorter game is a lot of times a virtue you yeah know, if you have a <laughs> if you have a, if you have a lot of game and not a lot to say hello god okay. of war cool. ragnarok then I think you are. Uh, I, I probably, love the crap out of that, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's a long game with not a lot to say. Come on, I mean this the story and the amount of time <laughs> that they have to, that that they take to tell it is not. It's not. Travis is anti. I was like, we will, we will, we will, we will disagree on that one. That's fine. Yeah, I think he has he has just one fatigue. No, it's not that. It's that I I want games to respect my time, and I feel like a lot of times when you're just like jerking off into the camera and waxing poetic i think you're i think at a certain point you just need to get over yourself and remember that the game is for me not for you Jesus. Uh, and I, I, I think a lot of the i think a lot of those games are really just like you know which pontificating they're just navel gazing for like so much of the game and you're like all right dude i get it but like if you some of the games where they really don't take the time to do that they're like yeah whatever just like keep this train going like mm-hmm. i think remnant 2 is a great example of a game that just like keeps the show going you know what i mean mm-hmm. they just keep things moving they spend exactly as much time as you need you can dive deeper if you want and then it ends and it's not like you have to play through an entire chapter where you're but i'm not going to compare like remnant 2 doesn't have the depth of a story per se you're trying to save like the girl that you keep passing in this like weird universe versus like the characters and the depth that you get out of a God of war. Those don't even, those aren't even in the same ballpark of like the character journey that you go on. So that's it's for yeah, a different but, purpose, but, but does, yeah, but does, yeah. Does a game need to be good, need to have a story to be good. And I would say, no, there's lots of games that don't really have stories that are great. And that maybe are better than some of the games that have good stories, uh, depending on what that entire package looks like. I think sometimes you can have a good story and forget that the game is supposed to be fun while you're telling it. I think God of War Ragnarok is a pretty good example of a game that does that often. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a good discussion. Disagree to disagree on that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. No, I get you, I get you. Um, no, it's a good discussion because, um, you know, surprisingly, I, I do 
lean towards your mindset as far as games that have a very strong narrative. I personally tend to gravitate towards that because it really captivates me. But Travis makes it a lie for the record. Just not. I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. And and to your counterpoint, though, what I've had to accept over the years, which is I was pretty much I was more one hundred percent on East Side for the most of my gaming life. Like if it doesn't have a narrative, it doesn't have a story. You know, we can't really consider it, and only these games can be considered game of the year worthy. And that's then, not even what I'm talking about. I was just talking. No, about I mean, well, story. sorry, sorry for miscategorizing you. That that's what I used to think, right? So, so, and then as I've gotten older, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm having technical fun playing Vampire Survivors right no, now. No, dude, that game like, sucked up. This, more. Has, this is. Yeah, yeah, it says nothing going, but I'm like, I can't stop playing it. I want to level up. I want to do my power-ups. And I was a person that came off critical, like, ah, how can that even be considered, you know, game? I used to be, I used to be on my, my bougie, my arrogant. Like, you can't put that next to, you know, Spider-Man or whatever, right? And and it, it's, it's about... What did you have the about... most fun in? That's usually what a game should be. Like, that's part of it. Yeah, exactly. What did you enjoy your time with the most? Whatever that's it is. Or, or, or if Never it's a game that's conclude. not about fun, if it's a game about making you cry, which some mm. games are, which game mm. had the greatest impact on impact. you? Impact, yes. Yeah. And that's my new determination. It, it It's how it affected me. And me and Maddie had a discussion. He was just like, you know what, Kyle? I like how you, he's like, you play what you want to play. He was like, I'm not, if you don't like something, you drop it and you go on. And I'm like, that's how I am right now. Because it's like, luckily I'm not like Trevor. I have to review, his, his literal job is to review every game. So he can't do that all the time. Yeah. But there is a joy to say, you know what? This looks interesting. I'm actually having fun. And I'm going to pick this because this is what's really calling me right now. Yeah. Sometimes it's Somerville, Cocoon, Vampire Hunters. You know, it, 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 it surprises you sometimes what it is and sometimes the big bombastic triple a game not all the time gets me and i'm just like eh, i don't know if this one's for me but yeah. i hear what you say it's a good discussion and i forgot where we lost our point because it was just another question i, was well, I mean to mine answer. was just the idea of like a category for dave the divers where it all came back to like yeah, yeah i think i think the confusion is that we look at a pixel or art style and automatically categorize it as indie. And I think we do have to look at the backing, right? But to Travis's point, I do agree that, like, it really shouldn't matter if the game had impact and it had enjoyment and it could go... I mean, put it this way. You you know damn well we go hard for Inside. Oh, I mean, yeah, and then Cocoon right after. Yeah, Inside's fantastic. If, in my opinion, I don't care what's up against it. It could be the most graphical thing like I'm putting it up there that that's how much that game affected me. It was very atmospheric. It told, it, it actually told, it, it had its own interpretation of how, how the story was told. You, you came out with it, but it's a good discussion. I, I just think that the last point I'll say, I, I think it's not fair to a truly independent startup kind of game company putting out their first game versus someone who has all this backing, right? Just because they yeah. have, a similar art style kind of thing. And that, that's that's, that's fair. And that's why I was like, I get that it doesn't, it didn't have to do a Kickstarter like Messenger and then Sea of Stars <laughs> to be able to get off the ground or, I mean, Larian doing its thing, just absolutely mm-hmm. killing it for early access for years. That's a different journey. It was more the, where does it go? Because yeah, I know you as, as you're saying, it's like, is that going to be, you know, action adventure game and Dave the Diver, maybe it goes there, maybe it doesn't, but it's like, mm-hmm. it does... And that's just, again, the way certain games are viewed and where nominations yeah. go and all that, and that's the whole thing. So it's fine. But, uh, like, Dave okay. the Diver was 
you could play that game. You could roll credits on the game early, late, and you could still play that game for so much more time. Yeah. And it's just, it is fun. The little sushi game is stupidly fun. It's just one of those, like, that is, that's why I asked what you guys, like, the game that I put more hours than I expected is, like, the Scuba Diver Sushi Shop game is not, it was not on my bingo card <laughs> to say, I'm going to put 40 hours into this game. And I damn sure did. And you could sit there and I could jump back in and probably put another 10 to 20, just goofing around, checking all the boxes, finishing the quest. That game also had a surprisingly good story. Yeah. No, like there yeah. was more. I will tell you, I have not seen little animated cutscenes go harder. I don't care. You could put those <laughs> up next to They're crazy. They, like, dude. Every <laughs> one of them that you see, like when you craft a weapon, whatever the guy's name, I can't remember the guy's name who craft the, crafts the weapons. And then also, like the sushi cuts, every cutscene goes so stupidly hard. They're like 10 seconds, but you're like, do I? And uh, it just those little moments are like, I even had to show my wife when I was like, look at this. This is ridiculous. He's crafting sushi and like this explosion goes off in the sushi shack in this island. Um, yeah, so it's like it was it was a good surprise. Um, Remnant 2 was excellent. I mean, I gave that a nine on my review. It was very good. Uh, Starfield was a roller coaster of a review for me. Started out like a six. Then I got through the quest is about an eight and that's where I settled. But the more I played it after it slipped into about a seven for me. Um between technical I bugs, I love I love seeing the Reddit threads of people being like, "Damn, that IGN seven though." Yeah, yeah. It was I'm coming around. Do it. <laughs> it was the thing for me when I was playing through on my own, thinking like, "Oh, the, like, there's it's all this." But it's like, okay, there were certain things. Like a lot of the game was dialogue, so I'm going, "Okay." I got to the point where like subtitles were on because I do that for recording, so people if they don't quite catch it, they can read it. But then I'm sitting there, I'm reading the subtitles more and listening than I am staring at their face because I'm like, okay, I know the faces are kind of okay. And then I just, I picked, I was like, what's a recent one? Horizon Forbidden West or something, or, you know, the new one. And I looked at the, what is the animation for a discussion at that? I'm like, oh yeah, this blows it away. And then you got Alan Wake and then you got Boulder's Gate. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is behind for sure. I'm like, so staring at like the dead eyed, no, no facial emotion expression here thing, just... But it's like, you but really that's true. An overworld game to a, a linear. Okay, <laughs> I let y'all rock. You think Horizon is a linear game? I'm saying it, it. Can you? All right, put it like this: games like Final Fantasy, Horizon, where you are limited in scope as far as things you can interact in, places you can go. The scope of the game is different. It's not a one-to-one comparison to compare that graphic. No, but it's like, now, but... If you want to no, say creation no, engine no, is... When they no, had six, seven, the no, creation engine is dated, that's fine. But. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. But to compare that, the graphical fidelity of something where you're, limit, you're limited to where but you can go... But that is the focus of the game, and that's a problem that's, for me. That's why. No, but that's your choice. That's fine. Yeah. But it's not a one-to-one comparison. Like That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not fair to start... The things you could do is stuff like you Boulder's can't it looks a thousand times. Boulder's Gate. I watched my buddy play Boulder's Gate. Absolutely. And that has got probably as much of a comparison to it because there are so many interactions in it as much as Starfield. So that one compares. That's a fair comparison. So, And that one looks a lot better. That's all I was saying. Well, what I would say, Cog, is that if your justification for the faces not looking lifeless is that it's so it's got such a big scope my answer to you would be maybe the scope needs to be adjusted that's a great that's the what, actual what, point what, what are you losing for that that's scope the point. i i think uh like the things that you gain by starfield being as big as it is are peanuts compared to what we've lost by it 
you know being as as bloated as it as it ended up being so i i i i get what you're saying though like there's maddie you know, agrees you, with you 100 you, you don't compare the halo infinite gunplay to uh starfield because you know it's a different type of game and it's yeah. rpg and that's that's very clearly not the focus but i think the ibantis's point the story and the faces and the people you meet kind of is the focus i mean i guess the main character starfield is the galaxy map since you kind of are just zipping along to the map places. of dots it, it strikes me as an extremely large sacrifice to make uh in in a game like that and the the There's trade-off that you get i would say yeah. is not really not really i think i think the argument which you're making and which maddie's made and i agree with is that there may not have been a need and i'll say this i've said this frankly for procedural generation anything and just condense and just yeah. focused on the killer, Neon, you know, do mass effect it. I always That's heard where that it could have been one system. No, like kind of onto your point. I heard it could have been one well-developed system as opposed mm -hmm. to... 100 systems kind of thing no valid and, and i think that's where obsidian my my you know the black rock which yeah. event, has out lapped of them too out of worlds too let's go out of worlds too and i sit there and i say you know what they didn't have this vastness they kept it to these five or six areas right and then you're able to focus more on on the you know actually the characters and things of that nature. And I like what they said they're doing with Avow. Avow they tried to say, hey, we're going to do it, but that's just doing. They say, wait a minute, that's not our identity. Let's get back to telling these more confined stories. And I think that's the most so, valid okay. criticism I accept of Starfield. Did you know mm -hmm. in, uh, in the first Outer Worlds game that if you take the lowest intelligence on your character stat, you can end the game in 20 minutes because you your character thinks it's a smart idea to go to hyperspace into the sun. <laughs> I didn't know that. Boy. And, then it, that's great. And, then it, and then it rolls credits too. Like you get a oh full ending. Like, like you get a full ending. It's like, yeah, that, your character was just so stupid. You went into hyperspace into the sun and then it just ends. It's got like that's an good. epilogue and everything. It's like, here's that's... what happened to all the characters you didn't meet. You know what I mean? Like, so like part of, that's I think part of it's uh, the Jurassic Park quote. Mm -hmm. Where it's like they were so interested in the idea of if they could, they didn't stop to think if they should, is what I right. think kind of Starfield probably loses itself a little bit in. They were mm -hmm. so interested in if they could have 100 solar systems and procedural generated objects, and then you've got like, I can pick up a piece of paper that doesn't mean a damn thing to me on every desk and every possible procedurally generated thing. Yeah. And that's fine. But like, is there a purpose to that? Or could your resources been spent better elsewhere? That's and that's literally the DNA of their games. No, and their I, games are I, to pick up every object, find quests within I those objects. I get that. No, okay. DNA of them. You're telling them to change the DNA no, no, no. of like, what Okay, you can pick up an object that has a purpose and have a lot of those spread out all over the place. But I mean, you can pick up like 50 different notepads off a desk that have absolutely zero value, zero function, zero anything. And the fact that that's there is still someone put time into doing that well, as opposed to something I else. I think that is a good thing to have in a Bethesda game to Cog's point. My problem with it is that they only let you carry four items before you become encumbered. <laughs> and they came up with no good He's way for you to score on the Oh, the encumbrance pissed like, me dude, off for a long time. It's like, it's like dude, just every, every last word to rip on Starfield. I'm going to let you get here. Every nah, dude, I, I, I enjoyed my time. He hates God of War. It's fine. We have ours, so it's I do not hate God of War. Do not hate God of War. God of War is is rightfully in the position it always has been eight out of ten. 
I just don't like that people think that it's better than that because it really it, it isn't. It's it's, it's just, subjective, man. It's anyway, subjective. we spent too much time talking about Starfield. I got other stuff to talk about. I know. Um, <laughs> Cocoon blew me away. Yes. Four hours Great of game. just precision puzzle, and the best way I'm sitting there like saying it to a friend, I'm like, it's like you're playing 4D chess. It's yes. kind of the easiest way I can say it without spoiling anything. And I loved that. And it ended just when it got to be, I was like, holy crap. Okay. I got all of that to work and then it was done. And I was like, yep, this is, it was like kind of chef's kiss ending, like finally bent my brain just enough to get the last puzzle. And then it was ended and good. Um, like that one is a nine and a half to a 10. Ooh. Just, it is such a great digestible, again, smaller game. Very good, but just, the the right size for what it was doing. So that's yeah. that, you had also a Leica aged through blood. I can't believe I forgot to mention. That oh one. yeah, he, he, he said good. I oh, was that the biking? Something. Yeah, that was the biking mm-hmm. shooting two D. Yeah, yes. I know what, you, what were you gonna say, Cog? My, I forgot. Planet Alana. Oh my god, I love that game. Oh yeah, I, I played the demo. Game. I'm. I would be curious if it delivers. How long was Lana? Same as Cocoon. Okay, not long. Yeah, yeah I was like, that was one. Long. I played the demo, and I'm like, I can kind of see what you're doing. I don't know if it's going to be enough, oh, but it could be the e, atmospheric e, storytelling kind of like e, for sure. It's so okay. I'll do it. Parts too. Like, e, you gonna love yeah, no, I will. Yeah. The the dual the dynamic of how they yeah, work together the is two. really done well. Oh my god, yeah. You're gonna like that game. It's a short one. You, you'll knock that. Yeah. Um, Dredge was another one. Never thought I was going to be doing like random fishing game. Um, Dredge the diver. Dredge the Diver. Yeah, the crossover was perfect. Dredge and yeah. Dave the Diver co-mingling was fantastic. Um, Lies of P. Uh, I heard Maddie actually Ooh. talk about it recently. Lies of P for me. Kicked my royal butt, by the way, on quite a few of the bosses. Um, King of Puppets. Whooped my booty for a while. Um, but just the journey you go through in the story. I mean, I, I literally just listened to Maddie talk about it, so I'm going to repeat some of his points because he was talking with, um, I think it was the spoiler cast with Gene Park yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story is a little more upfront, which was cool. The implications of the endings was m- a big surprise. The post cutscene stuff, I had no clue that was coming. Uh, so the future of just the franchise is legit. But I will say, like, the combat is some of the most satisfying combat for me that I've had in a Souls that hits a lot of boxes, but they manage to walk a pretty tough balance beam pretty well. Is it perfect? No. Like the dodge is a little off, but the parry is so satisfying. Every time you parry, it's satisfying. Um, yeah. Liza P for me was probably another one that I was totally questioning at first. And the more and more it clicked for me, it got to be such a good game. And when I finally got to the last couple of bosses, uh, Lexasia just whooped my butt for a while and then I finally went I had the weirdest combination of weapons in the end I would never have guessed it but it was the Legit. I had the pipe wrench the big ass pipe wrench head with the little baton hand so I had no range but when I was next to them I smashed like a truck it, so it, was, like it was the weirdest combination because I was trying a couple of the boss weapons and things like that and something about the ability of how much you could block with the pipe wrench was powerful, but also the charge with the pipe wrench, if you could do a big charging swing, it hit just chunks of health. And it ended up being what I used for Lexasia and the final boss as well. All the phases I did with the weirdest little weapon. And I'm going, this is cool. Cause this is how I did it. And I went through most of the game with just the saver. Um, so that was good. Jedi survivor, man. 
that one gets forgotten because oh, yeah. it's so early. Yeah, right, but right. I, that one does get forgotten. That one game was even on my, on my computer's 3090 5950X, like a step behind Travis's beast, but still a damn good computer. And there were chunks, like there were times where I had horrible frame rate and I just was like, I'm still loving the journey. Just being the light. The fact that it was, I know you described it as a sequel, like some games as a sequel. I will say this one did it well with the power set because you basically start at the end of Jedi. What was the first game called? Uh, Fallen Order. Uh, Fallen Order. You almost start at that point and you just build. They didn't yes. make you relearn stuff, which yeah. I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, right, they kind of respected right. the first journey. Um, yeah, which is crazy. Also, that game does feel like a proper sequel in that it takes the original concepts of the first one and expands upon them in a yes. pretty major way in terms of like the maps and the backtracking and the stuff. The Metroidvania kind of feel yep. of the Souls like is really really cool. Um, I played Rogue Legacy two this year. Good game. Um, I actually, that was this year. Yeah, I was like, I played it with a buddy. Just kind of the when you kind of get later and later on in the story, figuring out what that one's about was kind of interesting. Um, Hogwarts Legacy, man. Another one that was early mm. in the year. Underrated. The Castle Alone. Hogwarts Castle Alone is one of the legit level designs. I don't know how you make a puzzle of a castle somehow function to be able to run around in the thing and actually connect and talk, but then just to be able to hop on a broom and go. And I was just, to me, that was, you know, it's your little Harry Potter adventure. And you actually get to go do it. The quests are cool. The combat actually had a little more, you know, train back different spells that you're using and stuff. I I really enjoyed that one. And if there ever is a sequel to that, I'm I for one, I just hope there's Quidditch in it, because I feel like that's the one thing it's majorly lacking. Um well, and I'm making a different game for that. So yeah, Hopefully. fair. But like just I feel like that was one that I had low expectations. And you mm-hmm. would watch the preview and it's like 30 minutes long and they show all these systems. There was just more in it. I expected that game to never deliver on half of what it promised. And it just, it wasn't perfect. You know, some things could have been paced a little weird and I didn't quite, but overall it surprised me in a delightful way of how much it did actually just kind of give you, give you the ability to hang out in that world and you, whether you jump on a room broom, you cast a spell, you got some cool cinematics and story, uh, the characters that you meet, and just it was kind of a nice surprise to something that has such weight of the Harry Potter franchise behind it to not suck. And then Travis obviously reviewed that one and went through the journey of what that was all about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I I talked to somebody at a party recently who found out that I reviewed that game and he was arguing with me about it. Uh, really? Yeah, he said to me, if you take away the fact that it's a Harry Potter licensed property, it's actually just a mid game. And I laughed at that and I told him, yeah, I mean, if you take the good shooting out of Halo, it's a piece of crap. And <laughs> like uh, if you if you remove the the main thing. Yeah, if you remove the wizarding world. world yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, just Spider-Man take away. It's not a Spider-Man. It's gotta be the, whole, the whole fact that the Hogwarts is the name of the game. Yeah. It's totally terrible. It's like there's a lot of games that I didn't play this year. Um, yeah, Zelda is probably one of the biggest ones. Um, I didn't play it. I did not yeah, play it. Yeah, it's like I'm waiting on Switch too because I'm stupid and crazy, and I'll still probably never get to it. But I will say one of the biggest surprises and probably one of my like 
never would have guessed I would have loved it as much as I did. When I played Alan Wake Remastered, I'm going, this is Ooh. fine. Like, wow. it is it is rough. Alan Wake 2 blew me the hell away. Nice. Absolutely did. Between the Just graphical... So you know, that's how we all felt when Alan Wake 1 came out. I know you'll never get to experience no, that. No, that's when fair. Alan Wake 1 came out, that's a it good was point. like... It felt like Alan Wake 2 Wake does two, now. Definitely. now. That's it, fair. It was on my top 10 games for so long. I yeah. love that game. Um, between the musical number, which everybody now knows about, so I'm not really spoiling, that was actually in the Game Awards. And I will say, Sam Lake being a director of a game, but the fact that he was on stage in the Game Awards, he looked like he was having the time of his life because he was grinning ear to ear while dancing. Yes, that man Love that one. That but the... The way that they did the audio design in that game, it's still one of the early chapters that you're working with Alan when you walk through a train car and you're just like, get me the hell out of here because of how it sounds. There's a moment in there that the audio design has done so well. Every little whisper of Alan, every one of those is just like slightly unsettling the whole way through the game. Um, the, and just the, if I, if you could run okay. that thing on probably a 50, 90, with path traced ray tracing and whatever the next, it is going to be an absolutely gorgeous game as, you know, more and more people get to experience ray tracing and all that stuff. Um, and just the facial detail. story first game that doesn't waste your time. Like, mm. it's very concise. Like, every chapter has an important story beat or revelation or twist or setup. And so you never feel like it's stagnant or you're just kind of like, spending time walking through hall shooting things you're always learning something i love the pacing in that game yeah uh but yeah that was probably one of my biggest surprises was alan wake 2 from alan wake 1 being as the remaster was probably something i played last year maybe or the year before it wasn't that far yeah, ago I remember you you were struggling with it and i was like yeah it does the combat does not age well. No. I still love that story, but the combat is so bad. Combat's like rough in that one. And that it's was the thing. The combat in this one, I mean I played on mouse and keyboard so I could shoot straight, but I mean the combat in this one for a survival horror felt about right. Never too hurting for ammo, but you I mean you gotta be kind of accurate with your shots. Couple of the bosses were legit, but overall just I'm glad it got some of the accolades that it did. And then my other big one that I haven't played, the fact that one of my friends, he'll, I don't even know if he listens, um, but like one of my close real life friends, he plays a lot of like Call of Duty and stuff. He sometimes, he'll just do sometimes what you do, Cog. If he tries something, doesn't love it, just drops it, just doesn't want to like put his time into something that just doesn't click to him, which is a shame on some stuff, but hey, have fun with what you're going to have fun with. He picked up Baldur's Gate and he had started it recently. And I was talking to him this weekend and he just basically said, weirdest thing happened. Uh, we were sitting at camp and then all of a sudden the devil comes up, talks to one guy, takes him. And all of a sudden he's looking like he's got horns now. It's like, I don't even know what happened. Every he's not somebody who cares about dialogue. He will skip over cutscenes, And he's sitting there thinking about every dialogue choice to make. Wow. And it's just the fact that like Boulder's Gate would be 150 hours for me is the hard part because I know I would want to do that journey. It's one of those I almost feel like I want to schedule a streaming day for Boulder's Gate Monday yeah. for a few hours every week just to work through it because it's something I feel like I have to experience. Yeah, you gotta um, get to it. You gotta get to it. I, I, I wanted to add one, one thing. No, no, I'm you're good. Myself. I'll forget. I'm an idiot. Hi Fi Rush. I forgot it came out there. I forget it again. This year's been so crazy. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, I forgot it came. I, oh my God. 
that game really impressed me. I didn't see that one coming. I, I thought that as a person who was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about a rhythm game, so to speak, or, or a timing combat, so to speak, you know, kind of thing. That thing really nailed it. I felt like the music choices were outstanding. The boss fights were amazing. Uh, I remember um, the Corsica fight was the one with the Corsica and the one with the wolf was classic. I love, I love those ones. And it really told a heartfelt story. I think they got like a new little character mascot, so to speak. And um, I, I was I, I, I'm surprised the, the little feels with Chai and 808 and, and stuff like that. It was really cool. I, 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 that one, I didn't see coming. So I forgot how far I rushed. Damn it. it so many games this year, bro. You can't. It's just this year's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I didn't yeah, even get cool. to Sea of Stars. That is one that yeah. I have to do for me. Octopath uh, 2. I've heard it's pretty good. Um mm-hmm. And then Super Mario Wonder. I haven't played that either. So there's yeah, four. So the four big ones for me that I would say I could make my list of top games and probably rank them however I want to. But the four big ones that are not on that list: Mario Wonder, Sea of Stars, Baldur's Gate, and Zelda, which is a massive amount uh, of the game awards. Like that's, that's kind like, of that's like three of the biggest. Games. I know exactly, and that's the problem is they are some of the biggest I'll, games I'll, of the I'll, year. I'll speak for all three of them. Tears of the Kingdom is a masterpiece. It does things no other game has done in terms of like freedom and creativity and asymmetrical problem solving. It's goddamn amazing and brilliant uh super mario wonder uh is i i wouldn't put it as high as other people i think it's a great platformer i think pizza tower is better um <laughs> as a platformer but heard about um it yeah but it is it is a very cool it just reminds you of why those games are timeless and great and the art is fantastic and it's just a lot of fun and then Baldur's gate 3 i think i'm the only one here who beat that one um yeah. is oh, yeah. uh, it's absolutely um I would say the 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 killer feature of that game is how much your decisions matter un- until the Ooh. final until the end kind of like a pulling a mass effect there but uh Ooh. your decisions really really matter in terms of what you experience moment to moment chapter to chapter in that game um and uh I I think it just it does player agency and unpredictability so so well it even lets me forgive it for being in the Dungeons and Dragons universe which is a <laughs> so yeah Great game. I mean, then shout out to Spider Man 2 for me, at least. Uh, I haven't finished the story yet. It's a good game. um, But what I've experienced so far, I I still always love the combat, the feel, and it has like the real moment so far that experience between Miles and Mary and, or MJ, and then Peter so far. And then also, I did not expect Harry's character to be somebody that I would be kind of invested in as much as I am. I'm still kind of in the. I don't know if I'm about two thirds through. I don't want to spoil anything too much of where I am. I know I still have more pieces to go. So that's kind of where I want to, I haven't finished it yet, but that's one I've been slowly trying to play it when my wife is kind of hanging out on the couch upstairs next to me. So she can be there for just like the story moments. Um, just to at least see one of these. Cause I would probably do the same thing for God of war, but I've learned not to do it on a higher difficulty. Cause if I'm sitting there dying takes away from her watching the story, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I've been trying to go through it on the highest difficulty and it's just fun to kind of get everything right. So I have really enjoyed that one so far too. I just haven't finished it yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, there's a lot of massive games that are going to be fantastic when I get to them this year, but there's also been so many more that I have played and it's been, Kind of an amazing year for games with so many that I've missed and still so many that I've played. Um, this is probably a good point for us to probably take a little, like, kind of possible audio break, per se. Uh, so if you guys are enjoying this one, tune in next week for the other half of this podcast as we talk about some other things. But that's a lot of the 
the game talk for now. And then if you guys are watching the video, there's probably going to be basically a very minimal cut. And then we will come back for part two.